Hello, dear friends. This is Kardec Radio at 11 p.m. Nourishing our souls with Lifting Hope. Lifting Hope is a program about the chapters of the phenomenal book Memoirs of a Suicide by the spirit Camilo Botelho through the medium Yvonne Pereira. And what is interesting is that Leon Denis as well comes later to help compile the book in, in a very doctrinal term. So we have here a masterpiece. The book Memoirs of a Suicide can be acquired at Amazon.com. You can find the Kindle version like I'm doing, using it on the phone, or you can buy the hard copy. Just go to Amazon.com and that's an opportunity for you to read it. This book contains so much information that goes beyond just suicide. It's preventative and prevention is so important. Mm -hmm. It's about creating healthy habits that will pay off in the long run, right? It's about working on it daily. So when challenges come, we're strong. We're not going to quit. And even those who experience suicide, they are not doomed to hell. This book shows to us the mercy of God as the legion of the servants of Mother Mary work day and night, night and day, to recover each and every mind. The works are so beautiful that it's delightful to read it. Though the title seems not very positive, but we would say this book is about lifting up hopes. Okay, that's why we titled the program Lifting Hope. Hello, John the Rosa. I can see you here. I can see some other friends. Let me check it out. May I? Yes. So I'm going to check it out. One second. As I am here at Kardec Radio, I can observe it. Ooh, and there it is. I can see friends, Teresa Castro. How have you been, Teresa? Carol Correa, how have you been? How have you been, our dear friend, Sunshine, who just has just done a program on the book Heaven and Hell. Beautiful work every Sunday at 9 p.m., right? Tomorrow, Deborah Beldovics is going to begin a new program Monday. February 10th, she's going to start at 7 p.m. a program on Spiritism and Healing. I don't think you should miss it either, okay? Hello, Jailton, how have you been? Welcome to Cardiac Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So here we have it. This is day eight of our series, but most important, you probably be impressed about the chapter we're going to discuss. It's titled, Chapter 6, Communion with the Higher Realms. Well, what is this about? This chapter begins differently. It begins with a quote, yeah? It says, at that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and have revealed them to babes. 
it's in Matthew 11:25, and then another quote, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them, Matthew 18, 20. So today we're going to talk about how much you and I can help without people even knowing it. Some people nowadays, they want to help because they want people to see it, but that's vanity. We're talking about the real help, the help that doesn't search for eyes that are paying attention. We want to we wanna do what is right. Why? Just because the good is good. You want to be loving and kind and friendly, right? We're living at a time when, where people misunderstand us so much. If you give a hug, if you send a kiss, etc., they think, oh my gosh. No, no, no. We need to come back to the roots of purity. I'm not saying that I master it, but we're all together in this. And this is very important. This chapter begins by saying the following. And I'm going to just read a little bit of the book, just so you have a feeling about how beautifully this book is written. Okay? We can't read the whole chapter because they are long, but they are so beautiful, very descriptive. And I think it's an opportunity for us to lift hopes, right? Mm -hmm. Despite the highly effective methods used in the hospital, and even more so in isolation and mental ward, there were patients that were still unable to come to grips with their situation. Remember, if you're entering now and you haven't followed this, we are fo we're talking about what happens to suicidal spirits, people who committed suicide. They are not doomed, but they suffer. And they suffer especially because life doesn't end. They want it to end, but it doesn't. Pain is even worse. The sufferings, the anguishes, and many other problems. But at some point, they are rescued brought to colonies in the spiritual realm, hospitals that are under the protection and guidance of our Mother Mary, yeah, Jesus' mother, who keeps on living, and there they receive specialized treatment. So in that hospital, which is very organized, there are hospitals all over the earth, we have uh, several different departments, and we have the isolation ward, the mental ward, but many patients are still unable to come to grips with their situation. They remain dazed, uh, semi-unconscious, and immersed in a deplorable state of mental lethargy. They were incapable of doing anything more for their progress. It was imperative to awaken them. It was imperative to give them a jolt by having them confront the animalized vibrations they were accustomed to, enabling them to understand. This was something that only human words and interaction could do. So what's going to happen? If the hospital cannot provide it, where can it be provided? Hmm. You know, now you're going to see why you and I and others need to train, practice safe mediumship, one that is free, 
right? That doesn't cost anything and that has a very good group, trained one to work upon and be at service. You see how he says, Therefore, the devoted servants of the majestic legion watched over by Mary of Nazareth did not hesitate to use every resource possible to fulfill her compassionate wish. Okay. The instructors talked to the director of the hospital about the complexity of the, the mental problems of those spirits. And they said, that they had a pressing need to go down to the earth in search of students in the areas of mediumship to help solve them. So I'm going to cut it short. They needed to find groups of people who are willing to be mediums of these spirits so they can be counseled once they connect to the physical body. You'll see more of this. Where did they find it? Remember, this is the beginning of the 20th century. This book describes events mostly the end of the 19th century, beginning of the 20th century. Back then, spiritism was flourishing in Brazil. Uh huh. Dr. Bezerra de Menezes, just so you know it, Dr. Bezerra de Menezes discarnated in 1900. So this is the timeline. And we're talking here about 1906, 1910, 1926, okay? And onwards. This book was finalized and sent to publication 1954, the second revision 1956. So they go and visit several countries and they see that people were not open. Where did they find the people who were more open to understand it in Brazil. They talk about it. Brazil was the preferred venue, however. It offered a variety of knowledgeable organizations where the religious aspect and Christian morality consolidated the ideal of love and fraternity so much admired by the Legion servants. These organizations also possessed a large number of gifted mediums capable of performing the difficult task and whose names had been listed in securities directory for the land of the Holy Cross. At the same night, a small caravan departed from security and headed for Brazil, led by our esteemed Ramiro de Guzman, because they were lucid, completely dematerialized spirits, they were volitating. Let me share something quite beautiful for you. Ramiro de Guzman um, he knows Yvonne Pereira also from previous lives. We're going to talk about it later. But just so you know, it's not by chance that many things come the way they are coming along. But remember, by the time they are visiting Brazil now, Yvonne Pereira is a child. She was born in 1900. So she's a child. But they visit her. 
because you see some of the stories later in this book in which they visit a little girl and it's her. But she doesn't say in this book. We get to know later with our accounts later and books that were published later too. So both the doctors, Carnalejas, uh -huh, they specialize in this, in mediumship, etc. They also came along. Before their departure, the Institute's leadership sent a telepathic message to the spirit guides in charge of the mediums groups as well as to the mediums own guides and mentors. And they said, the medium's cooperation had to be voluntary. Absolutely nothing would be imposed or demanded on them. On the contrary, the Institute's emissaries would ask in the name of the Legion of the Servants of Mary for the favor of their collaboration. It was a rule of the schools of initiation to which the members responsible for the Mary of Nazareth Correction Institute belonged not to impose anything on anyone. They were merely to ask for their help with a particular charitable endeavor. So what is happening then? They need groups of mediums who are prepared. They already know some in Brazil at the time. And, but in spite of the fact that they knew these groups existed, they had to send an invitation from the hospital of Nazareth to the spirit directors of this group so they could assess the mediums and ask them if they wanted to volunteer for the task of help of helping in the rescue work of suicidal spirits of the mental balancing of theirs do you think all of them agreed upon it would you participate would you be afraid think about it i'm gonna give you a minute of your time to think about it. Would you accept the invitation? Would you just let go? What would you do? Very interesting, huh? It's very interesting to observe this question because we think that people are gonna invite us to do good works and we're gonna accept just because. No, many people don't. Either because they're afraid, they don't understand. Oh, I know Sunshine would say yes. <laughs> I know you would, Sunshine. But, you know, many people wouldn't. And I'm not blaming anybody, but we're just saying, oh, well, we wish it were that simple. It is not, friends. So let's pay attention to what the spirits are saying, because they said, once the agreement had been reached telepathically, it was established that the spirit mentors would suggest to their mediums that they go to bed early, earlier than usual, that they would help them fall into a gentle magnetic sleep, allowing them a more ample radius of action and lucidity for best understanding the activities that would take place that night. Once disengaged from their sleeping physical bodies, the mediums would be taken to their spirit centers, the places that had been chosen for the exchanges. You understand, we're talking about mediumship in the dream sleep. Did you know that existed? So, 
it's important for us to observe that there are many things that we are yet to understand. As a scientist, I have come to learn that we don't deny anything until proven wrong. Our reasoning vouches for this explanation. It makes sense that during sleep, we can be so active to the point of serving. But we need to adjust our daily lives to be able to serve during the night. If you go to sleep thinking about your daily duties and the duties of material life in the next day, very likely we won't be useful. Why? Because our minds are going to be connected to the things of the earth. So the secret to a good night of sleep, one in which we're going to learn in the spiritual realm and serve and or serve, it depends on detaching from the material worries. If you go to sleep like many people, with the to-do list. Tomorrow I'm going to wake up, pay that bill, talk to that person, do this, do that. You go to sleep, the body's there, and, and you're going to stay here flying very low. We're talking about flying above the clouds of our lives, of our daily duties. Right, right, sunshine. This is part of the intelligence sleep. Mm-hmm. So we need to prepare ourselves better for that. How? How do we prepare ourselves for it? Right, Carol Correa, sleeping for the good. That was the lesson prepared for the children this past Friday. They received a beautiful helping sleep for the good kid to learn how to sleep better, more effectively, going to the spiritual schools, Serving, helping others. What about us? Hmm? Science shows to us, neuroscience shows to us that our brain is very active during sleep time. So we are not actually inactive. Memory consolidation is happening. Synapses are being formed. And the detox of the whole body. So there's so many things that are happening physically, spiritually. We can be very efficient in learning things and visiting people, even in other countries, helping people in other dimensions. But we need to do what? When we go to sleep, we turn off the worries of our daily lives because that's passing. We turn on our immortal goals. So we pray for the good spirit saying, please help me, for example, as parents. Please guide me during the night to understand how I can best help my child in this or that way. Or relationship you know with family members in general how can i trim it to the best conditions or vices and tendencies that we see popping up and we want to resist 
we say, God, please, during this night, guide me to a clinic where I can be treated to prevent escalating to this, that, and the other. Makes sense? But we can also serve. So by reading good books, listening to good things that are bringing that awareness of our immortality is going to facilitate our emancipation, as Kardec says. Meaning, when we are emancipated from the physical body, leaving it there sleeping, you can drink some chamomile tea, drink, to relax the physical body. Professor Euripides Barsanufo, as a wonderful pharmacist, very holistic, ahead of the whole holistic movement, because he did that at the end of the 19th century, beginning of the 20th century, he used to recommend chamomile tea. Why not drink it? I don't like it well, but your body needs it. Relax the physical body. Like when you're putting a baby to sleep, a dog to sleep, you just, a cat, you just say, go to sleep. Go to sleep to the physical body. And then you fly, hopefully. Right? Rihanna saying, I have prayed to be useful. I had many suicides. To be together like this is a form of help for them too, a form of mediums meeting. Beautiful Rihanna. Beautiful, 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 by the way. Right, Rihanna? Every Wednesday at 12 p.m., you have the program that talks about the two realms, the teen in the spiritual realm. Right? So, and as Kara Correa is studying the Spirit's book, much of this knowledge that we're talking about is there in the Spirit's book, right? Every Saturday, Carol is studying the Spirit's book in the God at Home meeting at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Well, when everything was ready, the missionary caravan left the Institute. It had eight members. Four workers from the hospital and four from security. It's amazing how organized they are and how everyone has a goal. So beautiful. And it was exactly 11 p.m. when the group reached Brazil and some parts of the country. 11 p.m. There's something special about 11 p.m. We're just kidding here. But... So they are observing the teams, etc. And then they separate in four groups. Two, four groups of two. And they reach indicated spots. They visit four cities at a time in search of mediums. So can you believe it? They're searching for mediums. And you are here studying at Cardiac Radio. What if they are searching for your help? Are you ready to help, friends? I'm going to repeat it time and again because I see many spiritist centers in which people come and go, they study, 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 and, and they don't participate in mediumistic meetings. It's important if you're a spiritist. You need to practice spiritism, which is not only about the moral part, but also the experimental part, but you do it safely. Just follow the guidelines, do the trainings, do the studies. Well, 
it had been established that they would visit four cities at a time in search of mediums and that once the agreements were confirmed, listen to the word, agreements, okay? They would all meet with the mediums, guides, and mentors in a locale in the spirit world for final arrangements. Thus, that very night at various spirit centers in the interior of Brazil, where the quietness and simplicity of customs had not significantly contaminated the social ambient, a charitable activity of the astral world took place in very humble places devoid of opulence and vanity. The, you see how the busyness of cities complicate everything? No wonder Chico Xavier did his works in the countryside and Divaldo Franco and Professor Lipto Barsonova, etc. Because the, the mental bacteria that is generated by vanity and the opulence of cities can make it very complex. So if you and your group are in metropolitan cities, you have to be three times more vigilant. Why? Because it's more challenging. Ever more challenging. Mm -hmm. So the emissaries explain their visit. They ask the mediums. Imagine if they are asking you. They asked the mediums whose spirits had been brought there while their bodies remained deep sleep deep asleep for their charitable help in enlightening despondent suicides who were having a hard time grasping the imperatives of spare life with nothing but austral assistance. The visitors explain their customs, their deplorable state at length, and the mediums were asked to contribute large amounts of their energies for the relief of the wretches that would be knocking on their door. Such a charitable task of drying the suicide's desperate tears would prove taxing. It was even possible that while in contact with the mediums themselves would be afflicted with anguish, discomfort, insomnia, loss of appetite, and even weight loss, Maybe many people would accept, for that reason, weight loss, right? Ah, did you know? Yeah, but you know what? That's not what we're talking about here. Of course, you will resent the exchange peri-spirit to peri-spirit when you do mediumistic work. But the leadership of Mary of Nazareth Hospital assured the mediums that their organic, mental, or magnetic energies would be refurbished immediately after their commitment was over. And that from that day onward, the legion of the servants of Mary would not leave them without their fraternal and grateful watch care. Friends, if you are a surgeon or you participate in a surgery room, surgery team, you need a specific diet, schedule, etc. So for any task that is very specialized, special commitments. 
They were asking cooperation with such a risky endeavor because they recognized the fact that the mediums educated in the light of Christian morality are the initiates of modern times. <clears throat> the visitors went on to explain that the mediums were free to accept or decline the invitation. The task was voluntary to be carried out without any constraints of any kind. Thus, the very first meetings of this kind took place in 12 different locations, with invitations extended to 20 mediums of both sexes. Now, statistics, mark it down. You will see. Um, hold on a second. However, of the women, so we're talking about 20 mediums, meaning 10 women, 10 men. Of the 10 women, only four of very humble origin, emitting rays of light from their bodies at heart level, offered their unconditional and selfless assistance to the emissaries of the light. Of the 10 men, only two agreed. They lacked abundant sentiments of self-denial, but were nonetheless faithful to their commitments like employees who fulfilled their obligations. The rest were honest and sincere in their love for Jesus, but they lacked the, they lacked the courage for such formal commitment. The patient's precarious state and their suffering beyond the grave infused them with such dread that they could not bring themselves to be of direct help. Fear. Consequently, although these 14 were relieved of any direct commitment, the visitors were quite satisfied. It should be noted that Brazil was the preferred choice because it offered highly capable, honest, sincere, and completely selfless mediums. Stop for a second. Sunshine is asking, why would the suicide spirits not come to incarnate rescue work groups? They would, and they do. But they are saying at this moment in the story, they are looking forward to this exchange happening, the agreement in the beyond, because they need to talk to them in the beyond during sleep time. But they are going to bring to the mediumistic meeting when they are awake in the physical body. Okay? They are. Just the agreement they are talking about. But we continue in the after, in the, in, during sleep time, in the spiritual realm. So what happened? So if, how many? How many agreed? So of four women and two men, six total, right? So what happened next? Examinations of the mediums, perispirit and physical body. So you see, when you help, when you are there, they are taking care of your health, of everything. You are under the watch care of Mother Mary. It's amazing. Wouldn't you like to subject yourself to that? no matter the sacrifice. A detailed inspection of their physical body 
and shoot back in their beds. Their brain vigor, heart condition, circulatory harmony, the general state of their viscera and nervous system, and even their gastric, renal, renal and intestinal functions were carefully assessed. Since there were still 24 hours left to finish the preparations in the spiritual realm, any deficiencies could be repaired in time by means of fluidic and magnetic procedures. Next, their perispirit was assessed. The spirits of the six selected mediums were taken to one of the emergency aid posts supervised by the colony, a sort of auxiliary department, where among others, tasks relating to this type of endeavor were frequently carried out. There, they were given detailed instructions as to the services they would be rendering. Their pair spirits were examined and invigorated with the appropriate fluidic applications. The volume and degree of their vibrations were evaluated and their excesses or deficiencies were corrected so that they could resist every mental disturbance and overcome all noxious, sickly, and desperate emanations from the wretched suicides engulfed in the madness of their superlative suffering. In fact, mediumistic contact with the suicides was established at that time because harmonious magnetic currents began to link them together, thereby establishing a sympathetic attraction that is the combining of fluids indispensable for carrying out phenomena of such a delicate and sublime nature. Friends, this matches Kardec's book in the medium's book when he talks about, about fluidic harmony. So the higher spirits make sure that the spirits that are to be communicating and treated in the mediumistic meeting, they are connected to the mediums way before the meeting, sometimes 24, 48, 72 hours before the meeting happens. Just like they're explaining here. Hello, Sarita. How are you? Welcome to Kardec Radio. Once the preparations had been finalized, the mediums were returned to their homes and freed from their deep sleep so they could wake up whenever they pleased. Meanwhile, the tireless emissaries of fraternal love returned to their posts in the invisible. There, they would continue a series of preparations for the endeavors of the following night, when successive meetings would take place in four different cities in the interior of Brazil. So they met, they had that meeting in the afterlife, in the invisible world, and now it's going to happen the next day in the Spiritist Center, okay? The caravan returned, and then the next morning, we were told that we would leave for the earth at nightfall for further instructional visits, okay? Groups of workers and technicians from security departed at dawn with the equipment that would be needed for the important work to be undertaken in the first hours of the night. The preparation. The directors of our colony, as well as the instructors and the assistants, were very strict about the methods 
to be employed were meticulous regarding they were meticulous regarding the discipline required for the interaction between the two realms and they were faithful to the programs implemented by eastern sanctuaries where when incarnated on earth long ago they learned the magnificent sciences of psychism for this reason a contingent of guards lancers went down to the earth to each of the places where the spirit sessions would take place after a painstaking inspection of the inside they posted themselves outside to start their patrols in the early hours of the dawn thus each humble spirit center chosen for the first phase of the endeavor was encircled by a barrier of hindu lancers as the legion's banner was hoisted above the main entrance a banner invisible to human eyes but true and real nonetheless Devoted workers under the direction of technicians and directors from external relations also began preparing the room that had been reserved for carrying out the mediumistic work, making it as identical as possible to the rooms used at the Institute for Instructing Patients. Are you impressed? I am always impressed when I read this. Why? Because they do so much work. And when we go there to the mediumistic meeting, what do we do? Very little. Very little. The hardest work is in the invisible realm. The hardest work. Right? So they go there. They prepare. And they prepare the room. And it changes. They describe it. They say during the preparation, magnetic fluids were profusely scattered throughout the session room for two purposes. First, to serve as the material necessary for creating visuals during the instructions to the patients. And second, to be used as a soothing tonic to combat the disquieting and disharmonized noxious vibrations of the suffering spirits as well as those of any participating incarnates who inattentively stopped praying and watching thus dragging the emanations of their troubled minds into the sacred communion with the spirit world they prepare the room for those the patients of the beyond for the incarnate team who is coming and helping phenomenal and on us just little they have the hardest work to do don't you want to do it some people always ask i want to help the planet that's the best way to help to decompress the mental disturbance the spiritual mess by preparing yourself with discipline studying and serving it doesn't take much of course it depends on what you think much is right but it doesn't it's not impossible okay okay during the trip 
it would be best if you did not speak. Oh, okay, after everything was ready, they transport the patients from the spiritual realm at dusk. That morning, however, after the talk that always followed the magnetic application used for treating them, they were instructed about the meeting. So the patients of the beyond were said, be quiet, silence. Okay. While the workers of the Legion of Mary could easily repel any attack, the highest degree of silence and concentration possible will enable the vehicles carrying us to go faster. So it's so interesting because we're seeing this book, The Importance of Practicing Silence. I think sometimes spiritist centers are troubled nowadays because people speak too much. And I'm not talking about the talks. It's before and after. Sometimes we, we just feel like blah, 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 blah. What if we just meditate unless we have questions? Because sometimes we speak things we shouldn't say. And I, I have to watch myself very carefully in that regard. Because sometimes we just exchange and we don't notice that we are bubbly. Why? We don't need it. So practice silence. It's important. Very important. And they were practicing and they were asked, no one is to leave the caravan to visit family. Such indiscipline could lead to many tears and sorrows. During the session at the Spiritist Center, they were telling the suicides, you are to behave as if you were in the Supreme the Temple of the hospital. The meeting will be conducted in the name of the Almighty. It is the duty of honest and serious Christians to silence their passions and impure desires shielding themselves with their willingness to control them and re-educate themselves daily. When entering the venerable sanctuary, where the sacred interaction between the dead and the living will take place in order to mutually learn from each other, incarnates and discarnates should display dignified attitudes, filling their minds with thoughts that match the nobility of this highly meaningful event. Forget your worries and lesser concerns and elevate your charitable sentiments. They talk a lot here. The instructions were given further. And then when they go to the meeting, I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to summarize a little bit to you how in this chapter they talk about. They are being prepared. They go to the meeting. They leave for the earth at dusk. They have a group of guards, the lancers, assistants, technical workers, and they are being watched by the higher spirits in the hospital, okay? And they're there. They have a banner that says that they are the Legion of the Mother Mary. They put it on the top of the center, everything, all the details. As they stepped into the room, they saw the director, the incarnate, who was reading a book in silence, meditating. The scene was impressive and majestic. He describes the walls of the room, how they changed, the luminosity of the table, 
the room is not the same from the spiritual perspective. They see the incarnate participants. And now I'm going to disclose to you an important factor, homogeneity that Kardec talks about. The incarnate participants, meaning the mediums and the homogeneous collaborators of goodwill, were already in the room and in their places. As far as most of them could tell, there was nothing else in the plain room except the white walls, the table covered with simple tablecloths, some books, paper, pencils, etc. They did the prayer, right? And then a spirit comes, one of the suicidal spirits there. He is suffering. He starts speaking, and the good spirits who are there connect him to a medium. He starts feeling, when he's connected to the medium, he starts feeling the physical body, all the sensations. And he was a suicidal spirit that threw him under the train, the wheels of the train. He was all shredded, spiritually speaking. They used screens to show his previous life, to show the scenes. And there is psychotherapy there. Because he's connected to the physical body of a medium. He's able to listen, to organize his ideas, because he's also being counseled receiving magnetic energies to reharmonize, to awaken him from his mental disturbance. Of course, the medium feels everything that he's feeling. I am a medium myself, and I tell you, it's not easy. We as mediums need to learn a whole lot of self-education, self-control, because sometimes they want to throw themselves they want to lift things. They want to stand up. Well, you can't. You have to sit still. As we know from the spirit guides, the medium is the first nurse to the spirit who is being treated. Meaning, you calm him down. We don't allow the spirit to do whatever they like because that's not helpful. But we allow them to experience it. Just by being connected to us, they are being helped. Right? <clears throat> so Sarita is asking here about uh, a girl 15 years old. You know, Sarita, I would read the book, Heaven in Hell or watch Sunshine's programs at Cardiac Radio every Saturday at 9 p.m., you see the possibilities of where the spirits go, okay? But we can talk more offline after the program if you need it. Thank you for asking the question. So, the spirits are there. They are taking care of everything. I'm just summarizing to you, friends. The doctors and the nurses of the beyonds, they say, they are in their post next to the mediums or the patients, faithful to the sublime ministry that medicine had confirmed them in the astral, in the beyond. 
and they are there. The procedures, procedures begun after the prayer and the beauty of it all is that the spirits are rescued from their mindset of disturbance. Hmm? They have a lot to explain in this chapter here, details. The beauty of it all is to tell us how important it is that the mediumistic group be homogeneous. This is the part that I want to read to you. The meeting was restricted. They needed homogeneity. It is imperative to maintain the overall harmony of the assembly that has dared meet in the name of the Supreme Creator of the universe and under the eyes of, of Jesus. Hmm? They are responsible to Mary for what takes place at the humble center of the disciples of Ellen Kardec. So here we have it. The importance of practicing being on the same page. Praying for one another in a mediumistic group. Trusting each other. Kardec, in the medium's book, has an item that I think it's one of the most important ones. 341. Conditions to attract good spirits and rid of bad spirits in a mediumistic meeting. Bad spirits in the sense of those who are going to disturb the meeting. And he says, homogeneity is number one. So he says, this is why other servants, no matter how honest, sincere, and dedicated may be, cannot participate in that secret assembly taking place in the spirit world. They have not yet acquired the perfect homogeneous vibrations needed for this sacred mandate. And now they're going to talk about the, the importance of... Um, practicing this inner control and being a team player. So, assessment question to you and I. From the very beginning of the program today to the very end, we're talking about communion in two realms. We're talking about being a team player. Tonight, it's all about being a team player. How good of team player are you? Are you easy team player? Or are you like, a, you know, I want to do things my way. Because when you're a team player, you join in. You have your own function. But we're together. We don't compare each other. Oh, but he's a writing medium. I'm not. Oh, but he's a speaking medium. I'm not. But he's the counselor. I'm not. No, 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 no. We are happy where we are. And we value our friends and ours the roles of each one of us, and we feel like together, we're stronger together. So today, the assessment question for the next 24 hours is to evaluate ourselves in terms of being a team player in life. Being a team player means also that we need to sacrifice the whims of the ego, and it means that we need to be more selfless. Being a team player requires greater selflessness, especially in these works. Are you, in a scale of 0 to 10, where are you? 
zero being like very poor at team playing, 10, excellent, where are you? Let us think about it. Let us meditate and find ourselves in this because the spirits are saying, those who were in the team, they were humble and modest. They know that themselves, they have very little to offer to the needy and suffering. They consider their wealth of acquired knowledge to be minute in spite of the long path we have experienced already trod. The certainty of Jesus' presence at meetings, aggrandized by the virtuous and more intellectual disposition of incarnates and discarnates, overseas comes from the affirmation of that sublime, unforgettable, never-ending and compassionate voice conveying the immortal promise, for where two or more are gathered in my name, there am I in their midst. Yeah, this is it. For today, this is it. To be in the communion, we need to practice team playing skills, knowing that Jesus recommended that if we gather together in his name, he would be there. Why wouldn't he? Hmm? So right now, right now, as you and I are together here, forming this current of light, let us all get together to pray for the suicidal spirits. Because wherever you are, in South Africa like Rihanna, or in California like Sunshine, or in Virginia like Carol Correa, or in Vermont, like I'm not going to say everybody, especially if you're not a host, I'm not going to say it. But if you want to say it, you can, right? But wherever you are, friend, we're forming right now a current of sustenance of these works in the beyond. You're being invited to teamwork on this. Do you doubt it? Think about it. Meditate it. Meditate on it. And let us pray. I'm going to play the Ave Maria because these works belong to our beloved, the Holy Mother Mary. I need to play it so we can together join forces. And pray for those who discarnate in such dramatic conditions. Right, Daisy. Let us join our thoughts and feelings, and pray, friends. Let us visualize our beloved Mother Mary and trust that she has the means to help us be a helper. Let us visualize her blanket of light, a blue light. Visualizing the suicidal spirits being enveloped by it. 
warming themselves up and bringing relief to their pains, anguishes, sorrows. Oh, beloved Mother Mary, you know us, and yet you count on us. Thank you. We want to learn with you. We want to be strengthened. As co-creators through your beautiful works. We pray that your loving heart rescues and sustains the minds of those who have committed suicide. May they know they are not alone and that they are loved, protected, guided. Thank you, beloved mother, for your millennia of work and for coming to us in this current incarnation with your loving invitation. May we reflect on this and work on our end to be with you in this task force. Feeling the hope that only increases in our hearts. We can already foresee better days for so many. May we be inspired by your unconditional love today and always, and so be it. What a joy, right, Rihanna and friends, a reader. Thank you, friends, for being here with us at Kardec Radio. This is lifting hope, lifting all of our hopes, and hopefully tomorrow, We'll be back with another chapter of Memoirs of a Suicide, which is lifting our hopes all the more. After all, Kardec Radio is here to nourish our souls for immortality. Thank you, friends. Until tomorrow, God willing.